Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Corey Deanna Lewis, founder of The Healthy Project and host of The Healthy Project Podcast. My mission is to bring awareness to health and wellness concerns that are impacting our communities. On this podcast, you'll learn strategies to improve your health from health professionals from around the world that are trying to make an impact in people's lives. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I am your host, Corey Dion Lewis. Um, I have a great guest in the building today, entrepreneur, founder of R.Love, um, really looking at, looking forward to having this conversation with Tal Slavazinski. Tal, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. Corey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So be- before we get started, how about you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what gets you up in the morning? Sure. So I'm, uh, I am a, a proud dad of, uh, of uh, three wonderful kids. Uh, my oldest daughter, Sophia, is in the U.S. Navy. She's 27, about to get married later this year. Uh, I have a 23-year-old daughter that's about to graduate from nursing school and a 19-year-old son. And I'm very proud of all three of them, as well as of my stepson, John. And uh, I am a businessman. I've spent most of my life starting businesses. I've started five, and I, uh, this latest venture, Hour.Love, is my sixth. Wow, so what you, gets you, me up in the morning is, is trying to make a difference in the world, trying to make the world a better place. And I know that sounds a little trite, but I'm actually trying to do it. Yeah. Well, with this, with this next, this business that you're in now sounds like your, your mission, right? You can kind of tell that's your, your mission with R.Love. But before we get into talking more about R.Love, because I really love the platform and the idea of it. How did we get from where we are? Where did it start to, to now? Kind of fill in the blanks yeah. for us. Sure. So it started from failure. Um, I have now failed at two marriages. The first was uh, when I was very young and uh, the other last year. And uh, it was it was sobering because I think I am a, uh, you know, a pretty uh, diligent person who tries to do the right things. And yet I I failed. Uh, And it led me to start down a path of researching and trying to understand love better. And in that in the course of doing some discovery, uh, what I learned was that Love is actually, from a science standpoint, pretty well understood and has been for a long time. There's a general consensus, very similar to the consensus among, say, climate scientists about climate science. There's very similar consensus among relational scientists in, you know, writ large around what constitutes good love. And it occurred to me that many of the things that are required to do love well are things that our minds aren't that well equipped to keep in our heads all at the same time. And much the same way that over the course of the last 20, 25 years, we've adjusted what we consider things we need to remember, such as phone numbers uh, or our calendar, and have begun to try to free up room in our brain for the things that matter more. There is an opportunity, I think, to take some of the functions of love that require rote repetition and greater awareness and move them to a greater reliance on technology so that we are more available to love our partner more and better and be more present uh, in our relationships with our partners when we're with them. Right. I love when you said presence is so, so important in, in in any kind of, you know, relationship. And it sounds like with the platform that just makes it that much easier to be present for your partner. Can you explain how that works? Sure. So I'll talk about my personal experience. I think that uh, I, I was someone that, that attempted to, 
uh, be present for my partner and I'm present for my, my girlfriend and my, the importance of presence has, has two critical components. I think for, for on the one end, it's to be respectful. So uh, you're present and you're showing that you're curious about your partner and you're interested in your partner and you respect your partner. And on the other end, it's creating psychological safety. So uh, giving your partner and yourself feeling that you can be authentic. So authenticity is really, really important. So in the app, our, our mission is to try to help people understand where they are in their relationships. So one of the first things that we help people understand when they engage with us is the state of their relationship in, in, a, uh, in, a, in an easy to understand and easy to uh, um, uh, comprehend manner. And from there, uh, a lot of what we're about is giving people the opportunity to work on the things they need to work on, but not in a you know, you know, therapeutic, heavy handed, boring, unpleasant way, but in a fun, uh, uh, brief, uh, joyful tongue in cheek sort of way, which we think is far, far more likely to keep us engaged and, um, and, and, and frankly having fun. And when we have fun doing something, we're more likely to do it again and again. And that's what it takes doing love. Well, in my personal experience is about doing the right things as often as possible. We're not going to be perfect, but if we're Uh, doing our best most of the time and always staying in respect and always helping our partner feel safe, then we're going to be happy. Right. So it sounds like the platform takes, it takes not only, you know, the research around love, but also years of mistakes so that those people who are downloading don't have to make those same, same mistakes with their partner. That's right. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, the science of relational uh, well-being is, you know, going on 50 years of, of really robust research and findings led by Dr. John Gottman. And, uh, and he identified uh, all the key principles going back to the 1970s and 80s. So mm-hmm. it's not that what we need to do has been a mystery. It, I don't think the problem is that we want to do better. In fact, we had our love conducted research that shows that about six in 10 Americans wants to love and be loved by their partner more and better. And that is their number one priority. And for over 80% of us, it's one of our top three priorities. So we want to do better. Uh, it's not a problem that the content isn't there. The science is very, very solid. The problem is a distribution problem. People are finding it difficult to access this information and to retain it. When I say access, I don't mean that it's unavailable. Sure, every one of us can pick up a book. But if you pick up a book and you read it, uh, even if you're very, very diligent and you try to practice it, it's difficult. It's difficult without prompts. It's difficult without reminders. It's difficult without daily work. Uh, life gets in the way. And, and before you know it, you've long forgotten what you've read. The objective of our app is to give people the things they need to be closer to the, the person they love most on a day in, day out basis and make it easy, uh, make it easy, make it fun. And you know what? Uh, science is pretty clear. If you, if you are connected to your partner, if you're having fun with your partner, um, if you're respectful, you're going to do well. You know, love at the end of the day is a lot of little things being done uh, effectively. And many of these things can be done effectively with the help of technology. Right. So would you say it's not the fact that people don't want to respect or um, appreciate their partner? They just don't know how to or where to start. I think that's true. And I think also there's a, uh, there's an issue of awareness and mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time people don't respect their partner, but they're not mindful of it. And uh, one of the capabilities of our app that we're really excited about, that's not going to be part of our first release, uh, which is February 14th, 2022, but very soon after that uh, is a feature where we're going to identify for you as you chat with your partner, 
any instances where we think you're 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 not in respect and uh and we think based on or, or perhaps your partner is and our goal is not to find catch you find catch you doing something wrong our goal is to help you understand that there may be a problem with uh with what you're doing uh, or what your partner is doing and hopefully take the time to try to understand it and do something about it the the, the app is is jam-packed with Wonderful, easy to access content that is generally speaking very brief. So it's a 250 word read. It's a two, two and a half minute video uh, or audio clip. And the specifics in each of those clips or each of these blog posts uh, is something you could do right now. It's a takeaway that you could bring into your relationship right away. And the advantage of us helping you identify where you need help so that you can focus your attention on those things is critical. I would add to that that one of the things that we are very excited about, particularly from the standpoint of attracting reluctant partners, and let's face it, the reluctant partners are generally going to be the males, not always, but generally, uh, is that we we believe we've built this app in a manner that's uh, likely to appeal to even the non-romantics among us, those among us that simply want to know what we need to do or how to how to make things better, just cut it down to size for me. And uh, the fact of the matter is that our tracker, which is going to help you understand where you stand in the relationship, where your partner thinks you stand, and I'm not talking about just one global number, but around seven very specific love skills that if you do well, you'll be well and happy. Uh, Being able to tell where you are, being able to tell where your partner is, uh, having a benchmark from our scientists of what is acceptable uh, or frankly, maybe acceptable is not the right term, but ideal, mm-hmm. uh, is very, very helpful. And uh, our, our goal is to uh, obviously engage with people that want to engage with the app as much and as often as possible, but even reluctant partners who are simply willing to have the app on their phone so that almost as a fire alarm, so that when when the relationship is reaching some, some, some moments where if something isn't done, you're facing potential crisis, uh, that you have awareness of that, I think that's important. Right. And I think that that's going to that's gonna draw a lot of people in. Yeah, that's that's amazing. On your on your website, and we kind of talked a little bit about this before, but I would love for you to kind of expound on it. You know, talking about the fact that not not a, a lot of our population goes to marriage therapy, you know, marriage counseling, but also there's a there's a majority of the, our minority population, you know, um, black and brown people who really honestly can't even afford to go to marriage counseling, even if um, they wanted they felt like that was the best way to save their marriage or their relationship. Can you um, talk a little bit more about, you know, what you guys found out from your research and and how this can help people who feel like that maybe they can't afford to go see a marriage counselor? Yeah. So, so it's a great question and a very fair question. And it's a difficult question because the facts are that uh, the, the data around uh, acceptance of therapy uh, the numbers are lower in brown and black uh, communities. And, and generally speaking, uh, the reasons for that vary from a stigma uh, to affordability. Uh, and it's unfortunate because I do think therapy is, is very, very helpful. At the same time, even among, uh, even among couples who seek therapy, the numbers are low. Uh, one in five couples will seek therapy. And on average, it will take them six years to do so, and by which point a tremendous amount of damage can be done. Our hope with the app is uh, that you're not coming to us when when all else has failed, right? We're not, uh, I think we are the best option for people who are in relationships that are, you know, generally speaking, okay, or maybe maybe could be better, but not in dire straits. And the objective is I want to be closer to my partner. I, I still care about my partner very much. Maybe I love my partner and I feel that love, or maybe I know I do, but I'm finding it harder to access that love. 
and I want to feel close to my partner and I want to work on it and I want to avoid crisis. Our goal and our hope is that an app that's going to cost just, you know, with initial uh, free period and after that, a a pricing approach that that allows the user to determine what they can afford. So it's not one price uh, for everyone, but we're going to give people the opportunity to say, this is what I can afford to spend uh, with the hope that we don't we 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 believe, and I think we put our mouth, our money where our mouth is. If you look at the leadership team of our love, it is incredibly diverse. It is about fifty percent female. It is about fifty percent or more people of color, and I'm very very proud of that. And that's true not just at the senior level. Uh, my my main partner and our chairwoman Tanya Coppin Fox is, is a woman of color, uh, and our CFO uh, Kito Musa and our chief of staff Adrian uh, Martinez are both Hispanic. Uh, it's it's it's. Uh, comprehensive up and down the organization, including the junior people, we are very diverse. And the reason for that is not that we think uh, that love is entirely different uh, in, in different uh, among different population groups. They are, it is largely uh, the, the, the emotions, the needs, the fundamentals are the same. At the same time, we don't want to ignore the fact that there are different experiences. Uh, and if, you, if, if, if you're born in a different skin color or, 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 or different gender or different sexual orientation, there are some unique uh, idiosyncratic variables that we want to take into consideration. So we want to be very inclusive and um, we want to make sure that people that say cannot afford therapy or believe that therapy is not for them have an alternative, an alternative that is affordable, an alternative that is accessible, uh, regardless of where they are geographically, regardless of where they are economically. Um, that's our objective. That's what we're hoping to do. Yeah. It's like, it's like preventative care, right? Like you don't it really is, you don't start exercising when you get diagnosed with diabetes, you exercise. So you don't get diagnosed with diabetes or heart failure. That's right. And look, and you know, I, I don't want to discourage people who are, uh, who are in, in, in more difficult circumstances from giving it a go. I mean, I think the alternative of doing nothing is almost certainly guaranteed to fail. Right. So, uh, the, the, the data on, on relationships is, 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 tells us that the, the, you know, the odds are stacked against us as it is and COVID probably hasn't made things better, but that doesn't mean that we should be, you know, that we should be fatalistic and assume that, Oh, well, then nothing can be done. I may as well do nothing. That is, that is absolute foolishness. The fact is that there are plenty of people that experience uh, their most meaningful moments in their relationship with their significant other and you and you and you can be among them if you choose to be. Right. What other applications do you see this platform helping? Because I I can see this not just being for, you know, a relationship as far as like a physical relationship or like a boyfriend, girlfriend, like what other applications would this be helpful for? Sure. So it's a great question. And, 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 you know, we, we want to, uh, you know, as the saying goes, uh, you know, uh, hogs get fat and pigs get slaughtered. And maybe that's not, not, uh, I don't know if you can say that anymore. I hope so. I'm not trying to offend anyone uh, in the, in the uh, anti, uh, right. well, any events. I, 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 I want to be respectful of anyone, but the point of the matter is we are focused on romantic relationships right now because we think that we can make an impact there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do believe that if we can help tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or millions of people experience more and better love, the impact of that uh, will ripple. It will be felt inside the home by the children. It'll be felt by the extended family. It'll be felt by friends and neighbors and coworkers. I, we think there's uh, uh, implications and applications uh, in the workplace. Clearly, uh, a workplace that is uh, made up of people who are in happier relationship is going to be more productive and likely uh, uh, likelier to, to get along and, and, and uh, treat customers better, et cetera. So there are all sorts of really, really wonderful ripple impact that we could have. 
We do ultimately believe that our app and the work that we're going to do, particularly around emotion, artificial intelligence, which is where we are going to spend a lot of time, a lot of effort. We are not trying to completely replace or even remotely try to completely replace uh, the, the, the human a- uh, aspects of love. We're trying to augment them and we're trying to help us focus our time and attention on the things that feel good and are joyous by removing as many obstacles as possible and solving as many conflict as possible, preemptively, proactively, and hopefully helping you avoid them altogether. Um, but it, it, the, the intent ultimately is to apply what we learn to more and broader relationships. We think that certainly uh, there are applications uh, across a wide range of things, including across cultures and across life experiences. Uh, on our board is General Leslie Smith, who retired uh, just a couple of months ago as Inspector General of the U.S. Army. Uh, and I know he believes very strongly that there are applications uh, for for service, for the service uh, for the for the military arms, uh, where there are unique and difficult challenges. There is also Dr. Richard Safir, Chief Medical Director of uh, Health and Wellbeing at Johns Hopkins, who is a co-founder and on the board, and believes that there are wonderful and very important applications in the workplace. So in time, and ultimately, it is our goal to help bring love into as many places in our lives as possible. We don't think that it's naive. We don't think that it's a feat. We think it makes sense. And we I think they'll make all of us better and happier. That, that's awesome. Um, you talked a little bit about some of the, the features that are not coming up on this one, but mm-hmm. on the next one, what are some of the features that you're really fired up about that people will be able to access in February when it first gets, when it first goes live? Yeah, great question. So, so, so for starters, one of the things we try to do is, is to, is to make this feel and uh, feel like a game and, 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 and be a place where you're mostly having fun. And so uh, the experience for most people is going to be as you come into the app on, on February 14th, is you're going to be asked a couple of questions to get us started. And then you're going to be in a virtual relationship house where, where you can decorate, you can uh, engage with, with us, with the app, uh, do some activities, earn some love coins, use those love coins to uh, decorate your home or, or, or buy a virtual gift for your partner. Uh, you're going to be able to identify uh, where you are in the relationship. So the relationship tracker is going to be fully functional out of the gate. We are going to have tons and tons of wonderful content, including some very funny, very interesting content and original content. Uh, there is there are a bunch of features that are in the works. Uh, you know, we are we are f- putting the finishing touches on the release for February 14th. So uh, it, at this juncture, uh, you know, we'll we'll see which ones make it all the way, uh, which make it on February 14th, and which follow it in a couple of weeks that follow. Uh, but but some of the features that we're really excited about are things such as uh, the weekly good news box. Uh, the, the thought is every week, we're, we're going to encourage you to write a, a note and put it in a virtual box. We're going to ask your partner to do the same thing. Uh, and then at some frequency, whether you choose to do it once a month or once a quarter or just at the end of the year, uh, we're going to help you remember all these good moments that occurred uh, in, in, in your life. Every day, you're going to be able to set your mood. You're going to be able to let your partner know how you're feeling, and you're going to be able to track how you felt and compare that to how your partner felt. And the objective is, you know what, if there's, disali- if there's misalignment, if you're having a jolly old partner is having a miserable time 80% of the time or even 60% of the time. That's a data point that you want to be aware of and, and want to do something about. So there is tons and tons of stuff that's going to be in there. There are also going to be some really interesting, I think, useful applications. So if you're a parent and you have children that um, are uh, under the age of 18, that you that that, that you want to uh, find some activities and uh, that are age and interest appropriate, uh, we have an application within our app. We, didn't, we have a, a feature within our app that will allow you to find age and interest appropriate activities for your kids to be followed very soon after that within uh, at the most a couple of months with a similar feature to help you find age and interest appropriate activities for you and your spouse. 
So lots and lots of things are coming. Right. The, the, the application of being able to know what my spouse is feeling like or how she's feeling just feels like I'm cheating the game. Like, <laughs> like well, being able to know that, because we've talked about this before, there have been times where I think I am doing all the right things or, oh, she's, she's fine. And she may tell me, she, I might say, hey, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. And be steaming mad and not have a clue or not even ask and just think that she's okay and I'm doing all the right things. And then come to find out there may be a month down the line, there's this huge blow up. And then I'm looking like, well, where did this come from? And the signs have always been there. But being able to see that is, is, um, is a great thing, I feel. Yeah, Corey, I think uh, something that's underappreciated uh, that I've learned about is the impact of childhood trauma on our adult communication. And among the people on our team is Dr. Larry McCullough, who's the co-founder of the Pine Tree Institute, which is one of the, one of the leading uh, bodies on this topic of the impact of childhood uh, trauma on adult communication. And it's profound. And uh, the numbers are staggering. Uh, about half the population has suffered childhood trauma. Uh, about 45% have suffered more than one instance of it. And the numbers are even worse in black and brown communities. So we carry trauma with us. Uh, most of us have not gotten to the bottom of it and don't quite understand what the trauma is and how it manifests. Uh, and nor do we fully appreciate those things about our partner. Uh, a lot of the time there is a, an assumption that we are all somewhere you know, close to the middle. But in fact, we're not. Our experiences uh, bring us into our relationships and in various stages of, of health and well-being, um, and some people, as a result of that, are not comfortable being completely transparent and, and authentic about how they're feeling. And they may answer the question of how are you feeling with fine uh, and actually harbor resentments and do what I'm, uh, I've come to uh, learn is, is attack from a victim position, essentially uh, hold a grudge. Uh, you know, keep it buried. And then at some point, as it tends to uh, almost always happen, uh, something triggers and, and, and suddenly uh, you're having an argument that's not even about whatever right. it is that triggered it, but about what, what has been building up. So our goal is to help people get through that challenge. And one very specific way is through curiosity, which is one of the seven skills that will uh, help our uh, friends. And that's what we will call our users, friends. So we will help our friends with curiosity. What do we mean by curiosity? We mean that we are genuinely interested in what our partner is feeling and how they're doing and not from a place of judgment or not from a place of uh, you know, superiority um, or defensiveness, really just from a place of wanting to understand. Um, and we, it, it's in my personal experience over, you know, uh, over my life, I've, I have sinned in that area. I've not been very good at it. Like a lot of men, I want to, you know, I want to, uh, believe that I'm right and I've thought it through and, uh, and, you know, I'm sure that that's true for many women as well, but the reality is the person on the other side, oftentimes, uh, is someone that is experiencing life through the prism of their experiences. And it is not that, you are wrong or, and they are right or vice versa. Oftentimes it's just their experience of reality is different than yours. And it's, and, and it is worthy of respect. And if you give it respect, you're far likelier to have a good outcome. Those are some of the things that the app will help people with help you recognize an opportunity to ask questions as opposed to 
launch into your view of things, which is what a lot of us tend to do, an opportunity to share how you feel in ways that feel safe. So it's a lot easier to go to the app. And if you're in the app already and playing around having fun, indicate that you're not having such a good day and maybe why. Um, and and have your partner be alerted to that. So it's not just that you go into the app and you identify that you're not having such a good day. It's that we then share that information with your partner and we provide your partner with help to try to help you. Now, you know, ultimately we own our feelings, right? So if you're not having such a good day, it's not your partner's responsibility to make you feel better necessarily, but it is your partner's responsibility to be as supportive as possible and help right. you in the journey of coming back to center and feeling better again. And I think so it's our hope is to help people do Sorry. that. Yeah. No, yeah, please. I think I think it's a respectful thing to say, "Hey, I'm having a bad day. I'm letting you know now so mm-hmm. it doesn't get home and, and be an issue. Well, yeah, I think that, that there's, there's that, there's the opportunity to let people know how we're doing so that they can prepare uh, mentally, emotionally uh, for needing to support us or maybe uh, being supported one way or the other. There's also the opportunity to track your trends and see uh, what you're experiencing and also perhaps when. So is, is it possible that every Wednesday there's a trigger and, uh, and you're having a lot of bad Wednesdays. And uh, you know what? As we look at the words you've identified that uh, are, are coming to mind for you, as you let us let your partner know uh, that, that Wednesday is a tough day for you, we're seeing common denominators that we can bring to your attention. And maybe you're missing, not because you know you're, uh, you yourself or your partner are, don't care. It's just, it's difficult. There's a lot going on in our lives. And that's where technology can be very, very helpful. So if you're able to, at the end of the month, go look at the calendar, which we'll provide in the app and show that shows you day by day during the month, how you felt and how your partner felt. And you can compare those things against each other. You, these are conversation prompters. Now, in addition to everything I've described so far as being in the app, there's one more really, really cool feature in the app, which is emotion detection conversations. So you're able to uh, set a conversation, choose a topic, including topics such as, you know, why, why aren't you doing well? Uh, why are we struggling with this? Or, uh, you know, obviously topics can also be joyful. They don't always have to be uh, downcast, right? But whatever topic right. you pick, our app will help you understand the emotions that you're experiencing during the course of the conversation with your partner. And you might say, well, I know what emotions I'm experiencing. I'm, but let me uh, shock you tell you that a lot of the times we associate certain words with our emotions that are not actually the core emotion. Uh, and we certainly are not great at picking up cues from our partners every time about the emotions they're feeling. Uh, and again, a lot of that ties back to, to uh, uh, injuries that, that long precede uh, the relationship, uh, going back to childhood trauma. The beauty of what we're attempting to do here is we're attempting to use the very best of machine learning and technology to help people be more present, more aware, more kind, more interested in their partner. And let me tell you, you do those four things, you do them well, you'll be amazed at how happy your relationship can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you, um, can you explain more if you can, I know this, this may not be your side of the business things, but how the artificial intelligence works with the emotional intelligence? Because I feel like people will hear artificial intelligence and be like, well, how can that help me emotionally? You know what I mean? I feel like they may like put those together. How does the AI help with the emotional aspect of it? Yeah. So 
I'll try to come up with an with with a simple and and a non scientific you know explanation. And I'm not an expert. You know, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I would uh, know. So, so 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 I'll share my understanding of it. Think of every situation in your life as having an impact. The impact can be one of three things, right? So this bottle of water, if I spilled it, it could be a positive thing because maybe I was overheated and I really needed the water. It could be a neutral because I'm in my house, I can go change my shirt and so no big deal. Or it could be a negative because I don't have any dry clothes and I'm not going to sit here in this cold in, in this cold wet, uh, water. And let's assume that I'm not in Tampa Bay, which I am, and it's not 75 degrees, which it is. Let's assume it's the Northeast. And yeah, it's don't snowing. rub it in. That could mm-hmm. be a bad thing, right? So what AI is very good at is first defi- first understanding whether something is positive, neutral, or negative, classifying things together, bringing things mm. together so that it can identify, you know what, here are a bunch of activities that are that are uh, positive that happened today. Well, let's see. When we see a bunch of these things occurring, do we see a corresponding increase in your views of your day? Are, are you saying that you're happier uh, or are you not? And if you're not, that may indicate that you're not as mindful about the things that are making you happy. How do we help you be more mindful, right? So right. Things that are going well in your life, right? So what AI does is it clusters things together, uses them to help identify trends, and then use the trends to help you get better outcomes. Oh, awesome. That makes sense to me. So, um, so where do you see r.love in the future? Where where are we going? If you if you were in envision, mm-hmm. you know, where's you know, where's the where is it going? Internationally first. I mean, so first obviously we we want to be very successful in the United States in English. We're going to introduce a version in the United States in Spanish uh, in the not too distant future. Uh, we then will uh, do our very best to uh, once we feel that we are where we need to be with a product and, and, uh, and our customers uh, uh, are, are viewing their experience as represent- a worthwhile experience. We don't want to have anything in the app. We would be anything but proud to have our friends use. And that's why you know uh, our customers are going to be viewed as our friends. When we feel that we've achieved it domestically, our goal is to go international. Uh, we see Europe as a great place uh, to go to next. And obviously Asia and Africa and uh, the Middle East. I, I think one of the beautiful things about love is it's an international language. And uh, while we will need to be mindful and respectful of different cultures and, and, and uh, mindful and respectful of, uh, of people's um, broader socioeconomic uh, context, right? We are, as an example, not uh, you know, for a dollar a day uh, that they should go to the theater. Uh, so we're gonna need to be very thoughtful about the recommendations we make to people. Uh, but ultimately, the concepts around love uh, across boundaries, cross languages, cross sexual orientations, races, and our goal and our hope is that we are successful enough in bringing love from one corner of the earth to the other. That's awesome. So I'm leaving the toughest question for last, Tal. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. All of the relationships you're going to improve through this app, are you prepared for all the babies that are about to be born? because of <laughs> <different> relationships <laughs> well um that's a great question i think it's a question that probably will make everyone in your audience laugh and i think appropriately so but all kidding aside you know i think sex is you know is an important component of uh well it clearly sex is an important component of a happy relationship mm-hmm. um and where most people get it wrong is they think that sex is is a, is something that occurs in a bedroom uh sex is 
is something that ends maybe in the bedroom. Depends where right. you, <laughs> where you choose to have it. <laughs> Certainly doesn't start there. Um, and quite frankly, it's something I learned uh, and I'm learning. It's not something I think that was second nature to me and it's not second nature to people in general. Uh, what people tend, particularly men tend to view as, uh, you know, as, as some sort of an entitlement or a right uh, is it's, it cannot be viewed that way. It really should be viewed as if you want to have a better sexual relationship with your significant other, then you're going to need to respect them and you're going to need to make sure that they feel psychologically safe and heard and appreciated uh, out of the bedroom. And uh, so it isn't that there is not plenty of fun, sexy things to do on our.love, including lots and lots of really, really cool questions that you can play games with and have fun with. Um, it is not our view that sex is the solution to the problem. Sex is the good. It's, it's the uh, cherry on the Sunday. It's the benefit of getting a lot of other things right now. It doesn't mean that you're going to be uh, working for months and months, you know, and, and, and not getting the benefit of that hard work. The beauty of working on love uh, and working in it inside of an app is that your partner can see that you're making an effort. And for mm -hmm. a lot of, and again, I'm going to be generalizing, but for a lot of women, the mere fact that they will see their partners making an effort uh, in the app and knowing that they're making an effort is easy, we are going to provide visibility to, to, to what you viewed and what you played and what effort you're making and how many love coins you've earned in the process of trying to be a better partner. The effort itself will earn kinds of, um, you know, the kinds of, the kinds of benefits <laughs> that will, uh, will, will pay off in the bedroom. So uh, th th there's lots of ways to celebrate uh, love, sex, and, and uh, you know, and intimacy are clearly a really important part of that. We're going to help you get there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tal, thank you so much for being on with me today. I really appreciate it. Anybody listening that wants to get a hold of you and learn more about you or learn more about our.love, um, how can they find you or how can they, they learn more? Awesome. So our.love, it's not our.love.com. It's just our.love. So go to any browser and type that in and you'll, uh, our website will pop up. The, the uh, product is an app that you will download from the app store and it would, it's available on iOS and Android as of February 14th, 2022. That's when we are officially available in the marketplace at large. However, if you have to be an early tester, uh, you can sign up to receive information from us, including special offers, prizes, and all sorts of fun things. Uh, in the app is a place where you can contact us. Uh, always happy to, to, to hear from, from our friends and, and get advice and ideas. Uh, and even criticisms. That's okay. Uh, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to, uh, my, my only hope is that uh, people that do choose to criticize, criticize from a place of appreciation and kindness, not from a place of being mean. Uh, of course, we're not going to have everything right. And we're not going to think of everything. That's not the objective. We're trying to get, get off to a great start and build from there. More about me, alzlotnitsky.com, uh, where you can reach me as an individual. Uh, I am a, a big supporter of young entrepreneurs. And uh, if you're a young entrepreneur with a business idea and, and you want uh, 15, 20 minutes of my time to just run some things by me and get some, get some reactions, I'm always delighted to, uh, to do that. So you could, you could go to our, uh, to talslotnitsky.com and, and reach out to me. And I promise to get back to you. I get back to everyone that reaches out to me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, again, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. Uh, and everyone, thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I'll holler at you next time.